welcome to another episode of the Rock On Show. Um, I'm Joe Kramer. I'm the founder of Rock On. And today I'm going to be doing another just kind of quick, informal uh, episode, uh, similar to episode four, um, where I just kind of share something you share something with you that's uh, been on my mind, um, hopefully brings you a little bit of value. And so today, uh, kind of the, the impetus behind this show actually comes from <clears throat> two questions that were posed uh, by my friends over at Green Beret Fitness on their stories a couple days ago. Um, and so the first question that they posed uh, to their following is, um, what is the most physically challenging thing that you've done? Um, and I, I, that kind of made me think for a second, like, shoot, what, what is the most physically challenging thing that I've done? Um, and so the second thing that they posted, and uh, Greg, uh, who I believe is the founder of Green Beret Fitness, Greg, uh, <laughs> I'm incorrect, um, please let me know. Um, but anyway, they posted about uh, two similar uh, philosophies for approaching situations um, that one might describe as stressful or overwhelming. And um, you might be fam- familiar, especially if you're in the military, of one of these phrases called embrace the suck. Um, and so what Greg does is he poses a, kind of a, a slightly different philosophy that can be applied to many of the same situations uh, called peace and chaos, finding peace in chaos. And, and he talks about how uh, situations that, that he's been in um, in combat that that was the, the effective kind of mindset and strategy that he used is finding peace in the chaos that surrounded him. Um, so for me today, what I'm going to do is share uh, my response to what's the most physically challenging thing that I've done. And it's interesting because when I thought about it, the most physically challenging thing that I've done also has encompasses two situations that I think speak to both of those uh, mindsets or philosophies, however you want to look at those, of embrace the suck and finding peace and chaos. And it kind of led me to think about that topic a little bit and how... I see the value <clears throat> in both of those mindsets. And I think in certain situations, one might be more effective than the other, actually. Um, so that's uh, that's what I'm going to share with you today. I um, hope you like it, and uh, let's get started. Okay, so uh, we'll start off with what is the most challenging thing that I've done. Now, this is kind of difficult for me. Uh, because I've done some some pretty demanding things, some some physically challenging things, um, being a hockey player, uh, being an army officer, and going through various training exercises and stuff. So it was it was a little 
bit of a challenge trying to figure out well, what was actually the most physically challenging, physically demanding experience that I've gone through. And what I kind of settled on was uh, during my time as a cadet at West Point, uh, every cadet, it's a graduation requirement, goes through, um, it's called CLDT, Cadet Leadership Development Training. And every year, you know, the d duration of it changes based on, you know, a bunch of different requirements. Uh, but at its core, what it, what it, I guess the easiest way to describe it is it, it models very similarly off of U.S. Army's Ranger School. Um, and essentially what it is is you, sh you show up and... You know, there's kind of a reception process, and you check into these bays. Um, you kind of get an idea of, you know, the people that you're going to be going through this with, you know, your your squad, your platoon, what have you. Um, in the first weeks, just kind of brushing up on basics, basic soldiering. Um, you know, how, how to use your rifle, making sure you remember how to, to do land navigation. Um going through battle drills, stuff like that. Um, they issue out a couple of crew-served weapons, so uh, M249s and 240 Bravo machine guns. Um, and so when those get doled out, the, the guys that are carrying those practice going through crew-served weapon drills, you know, how to, how to set it up, how to break it down, etc. And then, uh, and again, this is kind of where things vary is the time that you actually spend out in the field um, for CLDT. And so when I went through, we spent probably close to 10 days. And if you're one of my classmates, class of 2016, you're like, dude, Joe, it was way longer than that or way shorter than that. Feel free to let me know. My memory is pretty good, but it's not perfect. Um, and so what you do is uh, you're uh, platoon goes out not for the entire 10 days so you go out for four or five days and then you come back for a refit day kind of shower you know wash some of your uniforms and stuff make sure your gear is kind of all set and you go back out into the field for another stretch of you know four or five days whatever and so during those stretches of time when you're out in the field it's you, your platoon, your weapon, your gear, and your ruck. And that, that's it. You, you're essentially, you're living out of your ruck for four or five days. Um, and there are a couple instances where, you know, we get kind of airlifted to our next objective um, and stuff like that. But for, for the most part, you're, we're rucking the entire time. So it's just four or five straight days of being in a patrol base, going out on a rucking to a mission, completing a mission, whether it's a key leader engagement or setting up an ambush um, or reacting to contact from the enemy, um, and then rucking to a new patrol base and setting up security and trading uh, shifts, pulling security throughout the night and then in the morning, same thing, get up, 
rough to a new objective. Um, and so I'd have to say that's probably the most physically demanding thing that I've that I've done. <laughs> um, just because it's the amount of miles over the amount of, of time. And so what CLDT is really designed to do is it's designed to kind of to help develop you as a leader by purposefully putting you in stressful situations where you need to make decisions. So the, the reason that I liken CLDT to Ranger School is that um, the way the platoon is, is set up is the leadership positions rotate every single day and, and like multiple times a day. So the platoon leader, the person who's receiving kind of the orders of what we need to do changes two times a day. Uh, the platoon sergeant, kind of second in charge, switches out two times a day. The squad leaders, uh, the RTO, uh, they all switch off two times a day. So essentially you get a rotation where you know, you're, you might be in charge of the patrol base and kind of making sure that we you know, are pulling correct security throughout the night. Um, we don't get, you know, completely overrun if we get attacked at night. Um, and then you get a rotation where you're in a leadership position during an actual mission, whether it's setting up an ambush or doing a key leader engagement. And that's how you're evaluated is when you're in those leadership positions, how, how do you perform? You know, whether you're the platoon leader or whether you're one of the squad leaders uh, and things happen, how do you react? Do you, do you freeze up? You know, do you take action? Is it, the, you know, is it the right action? Do you do super awesome? Um, or, you know, do you, do you make decisions? Maybe it's not the best decision, but hey, at least, you know, you're kind of failing forward. Um, but essentially the, the main, one of the main lessons I think that you kind of get out of it is as a leader, that the option that I described of freezing up, and not doing anything, that's not an option. You can't do that. Or you, you will fail. You'll die. You'll get people killed. Um, and so, uh, what I like to do now is kind of address that second question, uh, I brought up at the beginning of the show and the two philosophies of embrace the suck and uh, finding peace and chaos. And so I have two stories from CLDT uh, and each of those stories hits, I think, each of those, those philosophies. And I think embracing that philosophy, uh, kind of looking back, that philosophy really applied to one type of situation better than it did another. Um, and it, as it just so happens, both of these stories come from uh, times while we were out in the field that I was in a leadership position. Um, so uh, let, me, let me hit on the peace and chaos bit first. Uh, so on 
this one particular mission, I was named as the platoon leader, uh, and the platoon leader had me had not really briefed us super well on what we were supposed to be doing. Um, but the basics of it were that we were going to be going to a village that wanted support from the U.S. forces. Um, so we were going to go, and we were going to kind of set up and make sure that they wanted help from us, from other, you know, non-government organizations <clears throat> to come in uh, and help their village out. So we're going to go in, conduct that key leader engagement, and return to our patrol base. And I was a patrol leader, or platoon leader, so I was going to be the one engaging with the village elder, elders, what what have you, and kind of being the one responsible for how well this goes or not. So uh, we, I, I drew up kind of a, a quick tentative plan of, okay, this is how we're going to get to the village. Um, when we get to the village, this is how I want people to kind of set up, you know, a couple squads pulling security. Uh, on the perimeter of the village, facing out, you know, making sure that we, you know, people don't just start coming in and doing whatever they want, shooting at us, um, and then having a squad or two come into the village with me uh, as, as kind of a interior security uh, while I essentially conduct business with the leaders of that village. Uh, and then we were going to take a different alternate route from the village back to our patrol base. So it all sounded pretty good. And, you know, we, we got to the village, no issues. Uh, and once we once we got to the village, shit kind of hit the fan. <laughs> um, so when we, we first showed up to the village, you know, the, they all kind of came out to, to welcome, up, welcome us, to receive us. And village elder keeled over with a heart attack. Not 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 a, an actual heart attack, but he. The the people in the village are, are actors, uh, and then, so they, kind of have an idea of like, this is what we're gonna do, and <clears throat> and then that's how they gauge, how do how do I react? How how does my platoon react to what happens? Um, so they have the script, we don't, <laughs> and so the village elder, keeled over. So I had my platoon medic come in <clears throat> uh, to try and render first aid. Um, and the, the village elders were, they were hesitant to let this happen. Um, and they were he hesitant to let us go inside um, and let my medic treat this guy. Um, and so we, we finally managed to persuade him, like, hey, like, if if you want your village elder, you know, to to live, to be okay, we we need to help him out. We need to help him out right away. Uh, so luckily, you know, that we, we worked everything out. Um, and then as as we go inside and we're dealing with this, all of a sudden I start hearing gunfire outside so we start getting attacked 
Um, and then uh, while my medic's treating the village elder, and it's kind of clear that he's going to be out of commission. So then I have to deal with this dynamic of the village leader's son, who's distrustful to Americans, and kind of the, the second in charge village elder, and they kind of have a little bit of like a a bit of a power strip, you know, I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. And the second village elder, uh, he really wants American support, but the son doesn't. He doesn't trust us, doesn't want us. Um, and so then that's kind of the dynamic that I have to work with while the village elders being treated with a heart attack and while my platoon is being attacked outside and I the only thing I can do is trust in the fact that I brief those squad leaders hey this is what you need to do if we get attacked and hopefully they're executing on it um, and so I think this is really where the kind of in, uh, embracing that peace and chaos mentality is, is really helpful because I sort of had to tune out everything that I wasn't directly in control of. You know, there's all this chaos going on around me, but at the end of the day, as the platoon leader, my job is to conduct business with those village elders. You know, I, I brief my squads on pulling security, and that's what they're doing. I can't worry about that. That's chaos that I just have to tune out. The village elder that I was supposed to speak with has a heart attack. He's out of commission. He's being treated by my medic. That's chaos that I need to filter out. And so finding the peace, and I've got to have this discussion with two people, one who doesn't trust me and doesn't want me to be there, and the other that really does want me to be there, and navigating that. And so finding that, that peace and that focus of like, this is what I need to focus on and do, all this chaos is going on around me. I think it that that's the attitude that I needed to have at that moment. And so uh, just to kind of wrap up the story, I ha had this discussion and you know, I was trying to talk to the village elder's son and explain, you know, what we're trying to do, you know, trying to give, you know, resources and aid and, and all kinds of stuff to help his, his village kind of grow and prosper. Um, and I, I can see as we're, as we're having a conversation, as we're kind of have going back and forth, uh, that he's starting to kind of warm up a little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, I wasn't, I was flat out like, did not like you, did not trust you when you guys first showed up. But, like, we've been talking, and, okay, I'm, I'm listening a little bit. And so finally, uh, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of our conversation, and the guy's he's just kind of flat out, like, uh, you know, okay, all right, you know, I think I, think I can get on board with letting... U.S. forces and, and these non-government aid agencies coming into our village. Why should I trust you? How can I trust you? And 
you know, over the, the course of our conversation, I felt like I was trying to prove, like, hey, we're trying to do good. Like, you can trust me, you know. And so having that, that direct question, I was like, I, I told him, I was like, I, I don't know what else I can say to make you trust me. But what I do have, and you know, and uh, on our OCPs, our ACU Army Combat Uniform, you know, we've got these cargo pants essentially that have a ton of pockets. And so, in one pocket, I had uh, a Cliff Energy bar and one of those small Gatorade bottles packed up for when the mission was over. It's kind of a little bit of a, a treat and sustenance. And I said, there's nothing I can say more than what I've already said to make you trust me. But what I do have is this energy bar and this Gatorade as this is all that I have to give you to show you that you can trust me, that I'm trying to help you. And... Guy was like, okay, all right, like, we're good, let's do it. And so with that, we kind of wrapped everything up. Um, the firefight on the outskirts of the village kind of died down, and we conducted our after-action review where we kind of like pause, pause the, you know, the greater combat situation that we're in uh, to just focus on what just happened you know, how did it go, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and, you know, the people in the leadership positions kind of get, you know, an idea of, hey, here's how you did. Uh, and it also gives insights to the everyone else within the platoon of like, hey, next time, you know, you're in a leadership position, here's some things to think about. Um, and what was what was at least what I thought was kind of cool and kind of interesting because, I mean, I, I was sweating bullets the entire time. Uh, and the uh, one of my trainers flat out told me, he was like, you know, oh, I, to be honest, I thought you were going to fuck that KLE up. You know, the way it was going, you know, I, I didn't think you were going to turn it around and, you know, essentially close the deal but you did you know that's great great work that's good job that's (laughs) that's what we want to see uh and the 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 actor that played the village elder's son told me that the the gesture of giving the last the bit of food and, and drink that i had as a gesture of trust and you know, goodwill was essentially what sold him on letting us help and and closing that deal. And so that's, I think, like I said, kind of tying this back to finding peace and chaos is there's all this, all this stuff going around, all this chaos. And, you know, this, this really wasn't one of those situations where I, I feel like embrace the suck was was the right mentality because yeah you know you know it sucked ruck marching into this village it 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 sucked that 
there was a it was a difficult engagement it was a difficult conversation but that's that's not it, it wasn't just suck it was chaos there was a lot of stuff happening to produce stress um and so the only way to really deal with that is to find the peace in it to focus on only the things that i can control so um that's uh that's it uh i don't, I don't want this to go on too long so i'm probably going to take that that my embrace the suck story uh and i'm going to break this up into two podcast episodes um to focus more specifically on that story keep things short so you know you can watch this one watch the next one what have you um but i just i'm curious what your thoughts are you know what what, what do you think uh you know are, are you an embrace the suck person are you a, a peace and chaos person or are you somebody that you know has have been in a bunch of different situations that maybe one mindset works for one situation but maybe the other mindset works better for another situation uh, curious to hear your thoughts uh, curious to hear what you think of these kind of more informal shorter uh, podcast episodes um, yeah so interested to hear your thoughts uh, reach out to me on Instagram Facebook what have you uh, look forward to hearing from you have a great day Rock on. Thank you.